Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show live on the Friday before the NFL draft, the Friday before the second playoff weekend of the NBA, the Friday before the first playoff weekend of the NHL season. Um, it is, it's a great day to be in this neighborhood right here on the Roku channel. This Rich Eisen Show, terrestrial radio affiliate, Sirius XM, Odyssey, and more. Thrilled that you are here. Give us a call, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Don't you dare worry. We'll fit you in amongst our four guests today. And also, Chris Brockman with his usual Friday staple of what's more likely. And you're wearing, you're wearing a little lime green today. Chris, good job. Excellent choices, all of them. Is it too bright? No, no, it's looking good. It's looking good. Thank you. By the way, uh, that question should be answered before we go on the air. I mean, I mean, but uh, it's all good. <laughs> right. Just you keep rolling dice, brother. You Thanks. keep rolling dice. Seven. Uh, Seven. Very good. Seven. And, and it looks like you're wearing. I'll describe this for our radio audience. Is that a Schmedium you've got working? Oh boy, you, you're wearing the Schmedium today, yes. like a little Ed Hockley collection, no, showing it's off the a large. Thank you. He's just I'm swole just like that. Super swole. Okay, you you're taking your 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 uh, your. Fashion advice from Michael Irvin and Kyle Brandt. So what you're doing right now? We're in the Cage's closet this morning. TV12 Protein over there. Good to see you. It's messed up. Uh, How are you, Jason Feller? Good (laughs) to see you. Good to see you, Los Angeles Kings hockey tied with the Edmonton Oilers. One game apiece. Big game tonight. Here we go. Is it at the, is it at the, where, where is it? It's home. It's home. Yep. Are you going? I am not. Okay. (laughs) How are you, TJ Jefferson? Good to see you. Well, it's good to be seeing Rich. In addition, the other Friday you forgot is... It's the Friday after tax day, so ah, very good. I used to say, I don't think many of us are doing that great. This what a day! Friday. What a night for you! If, if, if let's just let's start with this. If you're like T.J. Jefferson and root for the Sixers and Clippers, what a night! <laughs> right? <laughs> what a night last night was. <laughs> I mean, case of emotion. I, I, I don't know. You are I. I You've been around town. Um, if you're from Philadelphia, Colin, do you know somebody in Philadelphia who roots for the Sixers and the Clippers? Because I've been around Los Angeles. You're the only Sixer Clipper fan I know, period. I mean, you're I, one of one. You're one of one, sir. You're a unicorn. That's how I like to go through my life, Rich. You're a unicorn. I want to be like everybody else. You're a man. unicorn. So your night began with Joel Embiid should have gotten ejected, didn't, well, and then James I mean, Harden got ejected and shouldn't have. That was awful. So you got that working. As the Brooklyn Nets uh, put the scare in the Sixers, Tyrese Maxey's a very talented basketball player. Um, And uh, Embiid with a a, a huge defensive stop. And despite, I mean, if I told you going to that game, 5 of 13, 14 and 10 would be his stat line. You'd go, "Uh uh-oh. We might be in trouble. Correct. And uh, 102-97 is the final score. And the Sixers are up three games to none. That's your uh, ultimate headline. But boy, is there a lot in the copy. A lot in the copy. And I guess, you know, interestingly enough, uh, Ty Lue being the other coach of your uh, of your favorite mm-hmm. double dip right there, he was the first guy to get famously stepped over in a playoff game, and he didn't do anything to Allen Iverson. But well, uh, we, saw, we, saw, we saw somebody step over a sixer last night, and Embiid flipped his leg straight up. And let me tell you this. If Draymond Green had done that, he might have been arrested. <laughs> But well, Embiid didn't get ejected. Perception and well, and and Embiid also missed. I, I, how do you miss with such a huge leg, too? Not sure. Because he wasn't really trying to. He was just trying to get him from does, over top of him. He does not get ejected, and Harden gets ejected later on. That was so whack, man. Unreal, man. Is that the worst ejection in the history of the NBA playoffs? Oh. It might have to. I mean, yeah, I'm serious. You might be right. Not remembering every ejection from every NBA playoffs, but I can still. say of all the bad ejections. 
This was the latest one. It's terrible. It was the latest it was one. Terrible. And Harden after the after, after the game had had this to say, and I, I don't blame a, a word out of his mouth, out of the beard. <laughs> I don't blame a word that came out of you know a mouth that you probably couldn't see because it was surrounded by such facial hair. Here was Harden. Unacceptable. unacceptable. Like unacceptable flagrant too. Like the first time I've been ejected, I'm not labeled as a dirty player. You know what I mean? I didn't hit him in a private area. Um, somebody's draped on you like that defensively. It's just a natural bas- basketball reaction. And I didn't hit, I don't I didn't hit him enough hard enough for him to fall down like that. But for a flagrant two it's unacceptable. Like this is a playoff game. You've seen around the league things that are much more worse than what, what that play was. Honestly, I don't even think it was a foul on me, but um, yeah, that's unacceptable. That, that can't happen, bro. You don't believe anything he said? I said I said every word out of his mouth is oh I misheard is the you. truth. You, said you couldn't it's, see his mouth. You just couldn't see I his mouth. I was like, whoa, wait a second. Every word he said is true. Every word he said is true. I mean, look, the, the league's got it. I mean, I think, does every league have officiating problems? Because everyone has 4K television sets no, and you can yeah. see everything and you could actually rewind <laughs> things yourself or you could see it in the palm of your hand and we're seeing... You know, as soon as it's happening, it's it's right there on your. Yeah, and the problem too is, Rich, it's happening so fast. It's happening. Just look at the Draymond Green and Sabonis situation. That was a quarter of a second uh, incident, and that we have the slow mo and the 4K, 8K. You can parse it down and see every last frame of what happened. But that's not how it happened in real time, and I think that's a huge issue now. Royce O'Neal flopped. I mean, there's no other way to put it, didn't he? I think so. I think so. And by the way, the private area that he, he said he didn't hit him in, it's not like it was behind piping and drapes, you know? <laughs> That's not the private area he's referring to. It's like we didn't go somewhere that, out of the public view. <laughs> you can see it on replay. My video shop? Is didn't that what hit him where he, they, the referees said uh, that he hit them. Come on, man. So wait, what are we doing? That's the problem right there, Chris. The fact that they're going back, reviewing this stuff, looking at it. And, and still, still getting it wrong. Still getting it wrong. Like, I can understand you're right. It's going so fast, but... Hey, at least for you, your Sixers won, and they're up 3-0, and this thing should be a wrap at some point in time. Yeah. So, But uh, NBA's got themselves an officiating problem, I would think. No, nobody's happy. It's unbelievable. Like, literally nobody's happy. Yeah. Even the team that's up 3-0 is saying, that sucked. <laughs> How about this one? TJ Jefferson, I'm going to do you a favor. All right, but we're going to have a seance here on the Rich Eisen show. I don't know if I like the We are going to we are going to make the house of the Los Angeles Clippers clean or clear or whatever that whatever that little woman on the in, in Poltergeist I said. Exercise. Whatever the, the hell's happening, and maybe just maybe the Jets will get cleansed as well. We'll just maybe we should just have a seance for all the cursed teams. What's more Clipper than making sure? Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are ready for the playoffs by load managing them all season long. Mm -hmm. They're not playing either the front or back end of back-to-backs. They're just not going to do it. It doesn't matter. They will wind up tanking games, even one game in Denver. Remember that game in Denver, Clippers at Denver? And uh, the the Nuggets just came out and hit the Clippers in the mouth, and they didn't even play Kawhi in the second half. They just sat him. Like, this game's over. They tapped out of an NBA regular season game at halftime. Rested their guys saying, "We're just, that's all we're going to do. We're going to make sure Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are ready for the playoffs. And Paul George gets hurt before the playoffs. And the only series, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, there's only one of the eight NBA first round playoff series where 
they play every other day. Yeah, this is the only one. Correct. Every, every other one. Every other day. Every day, other three. series has sometimes got two, two days off in between games. Yeah. This, one, this is the only one which, like, two. you are playing on this day, and two days later you will play on that day, and then two plays li- days later, and so on and so yes. forth. Only series. It's the Clippers. I don't understand that. Versus but. the Suns. And sure, Suns are banged Everyone's banged up, I guess, but Paul George is out. And then Kawhi and the Clippers, without Paul George, go into Phoenix in game one and absolutely play one of their best playoff games we have seen the Clippers play under the circumstances, against the competition, on the road, truly to steal home court advantage right off the bat without Paul George against the Suns playing their first playoff game with Kevin friggin' Durant, with Booker and Paul and Ayton. And then damn near take a two games to none lead by putting the scare in the Suns in game two. And then all right, before tip-off, a few hours, I-, I thought I got punked. I honestly thought you and your your friend Ashton had gotten together in his barn and said, let's just come up with this whole idea of Kawhi Leonard's not playing in game three due to a knee injury. Like, what? The what? I would never sign off on that punk. What the what? <laughs> Dude. And sure enough, he's out. And the Clippers, all season long, <laughs> All season long to make sure Kawhi coming back from the knee that he blew out in the playoffs two years ago would be ready for the playoffs this year. And they take game one, they snatch it from the souls of Phoenix to come home and take on Durant, who owns that arena as a visiting player his entire career. They'll show you, KD, in your new spot. Clipper Nation, hashtag. And Kawhi's in street clothes in Los Angeles. And they got to take on the Suns and try and maintain that tenuous home court advantage without Kawhi and Paul George. You can't make it up. I mean, it truly is the height of clippering. And I say that as a Jet fan. They're the Jets of the NBA. The Jets are the Clippers of the NFL. Flat out. (laughs) If something can go wrong, despite everything seeming to be put in place to go right, it will go wrong. That's the Clipper way. I cannot believe it. Here's what's even harder to believe. We're doing the basketball podcast yesterday. You were on live. I know. We've got that whole, by the way, for everybody, not to cut you off, just (laughs) we got Jim Jackson coming up and we got Vince Carter coming up to talk about all this. We'll play that. In about five minutes' time. Oh, really? You being on live Rich Eisen Show basketball five. podcast time. After, uh, you, Brockman, and Adam Chudwin, our call screener. Lavishing praise on Kawhi. Great. <laughs> and trust me, you reacted in the same way I reacted when I was on live Rich Eisen Show TV and radio learning I lost my blue check mark on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, sucking. That's it. <laughs> or as the uh, the owner of the Clippers himself would say, oh, it's perfect. He would say it. Toilets. That's it. Toilets. Toilets. You got Kawhi. You got Paul George. We're going to load manage them all. I shouldn't say load management and toilets in the same sentence. <laughs> hey. I just did. But toilets. That's toilets. it. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. And of course. They tried their best. Norm Powell, five, Norm Powell can fill it. Norm Powell can fill it. 
Norm Powell, Norman Powell's really good, man. Bones Highland, That's which is a terrific. Goes. Well, he was a very nice deadline deal. Pickup, nice. Russ, he Russ did his did best. It. He yeah. did his best, but you know, it, it's it. Without those two, you got to figure a five-point loss at home is the high watermark without those two. Absolutely. And let's hope that they can get Kawhi back for game four. In two days. But the problem is, is you got to find the reserve here. And I know these are professional basketball players, but the coach himself, Ty Lue, flat out admitted what a gut punch this was after the game. I mean, it's very deflating, you know, and, um, you know, I think more so for Kawhi because, you know, you have a, a guy who's coming off ACL and hasn't missed a rehab session, eats right, eats clean, does everything he can for his body, works extremely hard um, to get to this point, and then, you know, you have something like this happen, you know, so it's, it's tough for him, you know, um, for all the work that he puts in, you know, and so I feel bad for him, you know, and, you know, our team, like I said, you know, our guys have, you know, been through a lot this year in the last two years, and just for us to, you know, compete to, to get to the point where we made the playoffs and we're feeling, you know, pretty good outside of having PG out. You know, it's like you said, and this happens, it's, you know, it's, it's a blow. It sure is, especially when it's not just any team you're taking on. You're taking on a team of all-stars all over the place. Durant being a headliner, of course. And then Devin Booker. Devin Booker scoring 45, Jeez. which is not only crucial for his team, but for him personally – because by scoring 40 points, he gains the respect of Dylan Brooks, which is what you need. What's wrong with you? <laughs> now he can go at Dylan Brooks. Well, he didn't put 40 on Dylan. Though. Oh, that's, is that what it is? It's, it's, it's got to be on him to gain his respect? I think so. Uh, I think, yeah. that's what and I if it wasn't I, before, that's what he would switch can it Can you do me a favor and send me the rules of, of gaining Dylan Brooks' respect? You got it. Thank you. <laughs> How the hell did that happen? What the hell's going on? Well, they said, I mean, what the hell going on? you know, team executive Lawrence Frank said that uh, it didn't get better after game two and they just had to, they had to sit him. Oh my God. You yeah. got to come back for game four. But the problem is, is then what happens between four and five? Will he be out in five? Like, I hate to tell you, I'm sorry. It's over. I know it. It's over. What are you going to load manage him throughout the playoffs? Paul George comes back. The whole idea that the Clippers can have George and Kawhi together, and they're going to have, I mean, they don't have George. What, he's just going to come back and play 40 minutes a night? You're going to have to load manage him, and then you're going to get through the Nuggets after that? With that? Really? You're going to get past KD and Booker and Paul and Aiton, load managing these two guys, one in the lineup, one out, one's totally out of the lineup. You'll get through that, and then you'll start load managing your way past the Nuggets, only to try and load manage your way past the Kings, Warriors, Lakers, or forget it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying to spit truth here. I'm a Clippers fan, Rich. I'm, used I'm a Jet to fan. I get I'm, it. I'm saying I'm used to I'm this a Jet type fan. of... And you think I'm enjoying seeing all these headlines? Aaron Rodgers might go to the 49ers anyway? Seriously, sitting here waiting. This thing is done. The Packers have to get it done. Jets have to get it done. And it's not done yet. But this is not a me thing. It's a you thing at this point in time. And sorry, I'm here, folks. I'm here for you. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I wish I could say I was shocked. but So, not. we'll talk about it with Jim Jackson in a matter of moments. Uh, and then Vince Carter's on the program. Zay Flowers, who is – you talk to anybody of their team is anywhere between 10 and 20 in the NFL draft. Like, that's the guy I want. After Jackson Smith and Jigba, yesterday's guest, Zay Flowers 
also worked out recently with Patrick Mahomes. And everyone's like, well, stick him on, on the Chiefs and you can see what's Ooh. going on. But I don't think he will be available when the Chiefs pick 31st overall. They don't pick 32nd overall, which is normally where a uh, Super Bowl champion picks. But there's only 31 first-round picks because the Miami Dolphins, what's the word for it, Chris? Uh, forfeited. They their forfeited their draft choice. And Patriots fans know all about the forfeiting of draft choices. <laughs> yeah, or or real, that it's called as such. It's real voluntary. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, in, in studio, hour number three from the new Hulu. Hey. Hulu show, St. X. Betsy Brandt is here, uh, and she's one of my favorites for many reasons. Um, obviously, Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. And she, one of the remarkable cast members of Breaking Bad yep. back in the old day. Um, and uh, also, um, her son and my oldest son go to school together. Hey. Oh, okay. And uh, both of them on a basketball court, we've seen contributed as much, usually in their games, as Kawhi and Paul George did last night. Wow. <laughs> wow. What? Wow. <laughs> I'm just truth Dad, spitting. No. <laughs> truth spitting Friday. Look, I don't, I don't need that, man. I'm hurt over here. I told you it was Friday after Zand Zan does not need to be well managed. Come on. Okay. Right. DJ's hurt. hurting, dog. Don't ask me how I'm doing. I'm hurt, dog. Shout out Ed Reed. So. I'm a big life and I was a big life and pieces fan too. Oh, Betsy that's Brand true. Awesome yes, that. yeah. that's true. Oh, well, Colin Hanks, one of our favorites. Yes, indeed. Uh oh, my phone just buzzed. I think Susie's upset with what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Hold on Drum a minute, roll, please. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. The answer is no. Oh, that wasn't her. It was not her. Okay. All right, we need to get the break <laughs> before we say anything else. All right. <laughs> Jim Jackson, everybody. Hey. Jim Jackson. Maybe we have to talk about the last couple of Novembers with him, too. Oh, everybody's getting some today. <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Jim Jackson will be calling in in a matter of moments. I think he's doing the next Celtics Hawks game. God, Lord. Good night. That's been a real competitive series. Uh, no, actually, that's Sunday. That's his next one. I think he's going to watch the the wrap. Tonight's games: Boston at Atlanta, yep. okay. Denver at Minnesota, okay. Yep. Cleveland at New York. That's going seven, isn't it? It feels like it. It feels like it. That arena is going to be lit. MSG is going to be maybe the coolest place on earth. And ABC, yeah, right. uh, ABC's airing it. So on, on the big, really? the big net. Tonight? Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Didn't Van Gundy say he's doing the next two games there when we That's had him on cool. earlier this week, right? That's really cool. Yeah. Yes, sir. And Nuggets, Timberwolves, and Celtics Hawks are on the worldwide leader in sports. And I love him calling these games. He's just terrific at it. Him and Ian Eagle are a great, mm-hmm. great watch and listen. Uh, from Turner Sports, back here on the Rich Eisen Show, none other than Jim Jackson. How are you, sir? Enjoying life, man. Enjoying these uh, crazy players. Crazy, crazy. I know. Um, how are you, Rich? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I, look, Jim, I'm fine unless somebody steps over me. And if somebody steps <laughs> over me, it's on. You know? And just uh, just, okay. so, just so you if understand. Some, just, if somebody steps over you, what do you do? Well, I uh, just understand this, Jim. Uh, in this conversation, my, my, my foot's got to land somewhere. So okay. I'm just saying that. <laughs> and you were awesome in that. Uh, you were awesome in that moment, Jim. You know, what were you thinking watching that go down? Saw kind of the change that the camera panned right away where we were sitting. Mm-hmm. I saw where Simone grabbed, you know, Draymond's leg, and then I didn't. I saw Draymond step, but I didn't see how 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 much more in, initiated into replay. But I thought it was something that was going on. But in the moment, you can it was something more than just Draymond tripping over Sabonis. That was an added incentive. To beat the stop because the owners grabbed the leg, but uh, I mean it was it was a crazy situation, and go they were able to you know kind of figure out a way through it without having Draymond, especially going back home in the game. Hey Jim, if you don't mind, I'm going to have you put back on hold. Your phone's going in and out, Chris. If you don't wouldn't mind okay. quality controlling this uh, with Jim Jackson, I think he is calling in from uh, South Florida uh, right now, and I don't you, normally a uh, cell reception is doing very well. You know, on that. Did Embiid say his foot, his foot, his foot's got to land somewhere? I, I don't even, I didn't hear any quotes from him. So I'm not sure what went through his mind. When that Doc Rivers has got to be like, what in the hell was that? But Tyrese Maxey saves the day, doesn't he? He really did. And, you know, he's been positioned to be that number two right. guy. And he's been showing up. And like you said earlier, when Embiid has a stat line like that, you automatically assume that's a Sixers loss. But the thing about Joe and why I think he is the MVP is no matter if he's scoring on the offensive side, his defense is usually always on par, right. always on point. That game-winning block shot last night just kind of went and, and showed you that yeah. you know he's a force on both ends of the court no matter you know if they're scoring or not. Well, I mean, this looks like um, Sixers and Celtics will just be kicking back. 
and rooting for the Heat to take, you know, the Bucks to, out to take the Bucks out. Yeah, and then and then those two just fight. And it those out. two just fight it out. Yeah, and then they'll just they'll, they'll both be sitting around having the same amount of time. Like it it now behooves both of them to complete their sweep. Yeah, and another thing, Rich, right? you know, as a Sixers fan, you know, a few years ago I kind of went through and did a, a list of just bad draft day moves that the Sixers have done since the Moses Malone days. And yes. then you watch Bridges, a guy who the Sixers drafted, then traded on draft day for a guy who's not even in the NBA. And you realize that guy should be on the Sixers team right now. Right. And it's just, it, it, as a Sixers fan, some of the moves that they made have been so frustrating, and especially watching Mikel Bridges play, a guy who doesn't, load managed, by the way, who's never missed a game, and you had him, and you let him go for nothing, and now you got to like watch him put up 25-30. Hey, though, you came up with the win, and that's all that matters. I believe Jim Jackson's back on. You there, Jim? I'm here. Oh, it, oh please. It literally is, it, 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 it's truly like you just took your foot and put it right on my stomach. It's great. <laughs> so, I, think, I, think, I think there's your theme that you should run on. Uh, throughout the playoffs right now. Oh gosh, is there? But uh, mm-hmm. l- let let's get to that moment first, since you were you were there, and then we'll get to to last night uh, in a moment. So when you saw what happened with Draymond, you thought what in first blush moment in that one, Jim? That is going to be a flagrant, flagrant one, flagrant, flagrant two, just because of the stomp. Right now, the every you know everything that happened after that, of course, <clears throat> is up to debate. But I knew at the time. And because of Draymond, what had transpired in the past, that when they called it and went back and looked at it, I knew it was going to be a flagrant one and flagrant two immediately, just because of the emphasis when he stomped down. And I know a lot of people are like, you know, you know, where else is he supposed to put his foot? I get all that. But it's Draymond Green. So as much as he gets benefit of the doubt in regards to maybe – being a little bit more demonstrative in his arguments with the officials and stuff like that. And that's a long line in regards to how they allow him to speak to them. But then there's the other side of it, too, which is the history part of what has happened with Draymond. That comes back to haunt him as well. So you can't have one without the other. And this time, the other was the suspension part that Adam Silver handed down based on, you know, history of what happened in the arena and things like that. And the Warriors took care of business last night. Game four can even this series. And uh, I imagine uh, when Draymond steps on the floor in game four in San Francisco, there will be a, a thunderous ovation, and that'll be another emotional tide that the Kings will have to survive. How do you see this series playing out from here on out, Jim Jackson? Well, I always thought that Golden State had the advantage from the championship experience. Now, they're not as deep as they were. Their margin of error, Rich, is not the same as it was in the past. And what I mean by that is that in the past, because they were so great defensively, and I thought their bench gave them a little bit more from a scoring punch, that they could overcome those turnovers. They've always been a high turnover team, okay? Mm-hmm. But their margin of error was a lot bigger because of those intangibles I just talked about. Now you can't it, – it's tougher. they they got a slim margin of error. So them turning the basketball over, in particular in, in Sacramento, defeats what they're trying to do offensively because they're not being able to get the kind of stops they need, in particular on the road, to win those games. So they can't turn the basketball over. So I thought going in that I still favored an, a higher-seeded Golden State because of the 
maturity and championship experience. And that's not a knock on Sacramento. It's just that I haven't seen them perform at this level against this team at this kind of, on this kind of stage. Would I be surprised if Sacramento won? Heck no, I'm happy for Mike Brown. I love what they've done with that um, lineup and the roster. They streamlined it. They have guys that are low-maintenance guys. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is a low-maintenance superstar. Everybody buys in. But going into the series, I, quite honestly, I thought that Golden State could win that in six or seven. Well, we are going to have to see them win on the road in a way that we are accustomed to seeing them on the road in the playoffs, winning games, uh, 27 straight series with at least a road playoff win, a remarkable streak that may just come to an end, to be very honest with you, because they haven't really been able to play lockdown defense on the road since last year's finals, essentially. And, you know, Dr- Draymond yeah. being back would be, would be a, a, no doubt, a, a feather for them. But they're going to have to defend in Sacramento in a game five and presumably one would think a game seven. Uh, I, and I don't well, know. You, I, you I'd know be concerned for him. Here's the thing. Think about this. The first two games, they were right there. They were. They were a 10-point lead in, a, in game one. Okay? What, what Steve Kerr really wants them to do, more so than not in particular on the road, is this. Attack the basket a lot more. Remember, Golden State was, you know, we, we, we fell in love and got enamored with them shooting three-point shots. But remember all the layups they used to get? Backdoor cuts and every, all the easy baskets because you had to guard the perimeter? Well, Steve Kerr really wants his team to, one, especially on the road, shot selection is the key because those long, quick shots lead to fast breaks for Sacramento, okay? Your defense is not set, so your defense is going to be compromised. So better shot selection. Be a little bit more patient. Second, attack the paint. By attacking the paint, you slow down the pace a little bit more. You score the basketball. Now Sacramento can't get out and run. Those little things right there help your defense. Okay? So if you are deficient in one area defensively, your offense can be your best friend in regards to protecting and hiding that a little bit and insulating you from those opportunities where Golden State can take – I mean, where Sacramento can take care of it. That's the key for me because they're not all of a sudden become better defensively. They can, but their offense really has to, I think, tighten up a little bit on the road in Sacramento in order to get a W. Jim Jackson, NBA on TNT, game analyst, 14-year NBA veteran right here on the Rich Eisen Show. All right, let's get to some of the other headlines uh, that we've seen in in these playoffs. Um, Let's start with the, the last night of it all. Harden shouldn't have gotten ejected for that. No. Right? No, what happened? No, what's, what's happening then? What's happening then? What is going on? I don't. I don't know. That, I was. I'm sitting there watching the game. Had a nice cigar with me too, by the way. Nice. <laughs> watching the game, and I saw the. Okay, Flagler won. He pushed. Now, did James Harden intend to hit him in the ground? No. James Harden uses that move a lot of time to push off and to create the space to move. It just so happened he got hit lower. Okay, you penalized him for hitting him lower. Fine. Move on. Flagler won. That right there in the flagrant two, I was just I was blown away on that call, yeah. and that's I think the argument that a lot of players and coaches have in regards to the inconsistencies in the calling, because depending on the ref- the official crew, the official's crew, it may go one way or another. Like you don't know what a flagrant one is or a flagrant two, you know, from game to game because it, the officiating crew may view things a little bit differently, and that's where the confusion comes in, especially like last night. What do you think? I thought he, there was. First of all, why are we ejecting players uh, like in the NBA playoffs like that? I I, I don't know. Uh, Draymond um, 
Stomp, um, I, I can I can see. I don't understand the, the one-game suspension after it as well. But, um, but he, oh, wait, wait. Let me say this. Adam Silver in the stands, and he's yelling all kind of obscenities to the fans yes. while he's there. Okay? So, and to remember on his podcast last year, and I love Draymond. I'm a, I mean, I covered him since he was a freshman at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. This is my guy. But there's consequences to your action. Remember last year he said on his podcast, about the officials, they don't come to see you, they come to see us. I can do what I want, I won't get get kicked out the game. So all of these things go mm. into that decision-making, so I just wanted to digress. All right, no, and I appreciate, I appreciate you doing that. Okay. Um, so that's what I thought, and I, and I just thought to myself, this is getting a little out of control. Certainly when you start to review it, and then you come back, and I thought, okay, they'll keep him in the game, and then he, then they don't. It is, right. it is, It is really weird. There's just no other way to put it. And um, I'm just thankful for the Sixers uh, that they, they got through anyway. They're 3-0, and it looks like they and the, the, the Celtics will sweep and we'll get the playoff series that we're all anxious to see with Ooh, both teams I having saw, full complement of rest. You know, like that's yeah. the way it looks to me. So I, I, That one, you know, and I think Boston was 3-1 and one against the Sixers during the course of the year. And we had, we had the game there. Ian and I think it was Boston at Philly, yeah, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Um, and that's that's the, the the tough thing about the Sixers from this perspective is the matchups on with Boston because Boston is just so deep. I thought one of the things that got taken away from Joel and B was a JJ Redick type player. And what I mean by that, Rich, is that a guy when he comes off of a downstream by Joel, you have to stick with him and honor that because he's a shooter. If he's initiating the pass on the, to to um, Embiid on the post or mid-post, you got to stay at home. You can't help. They really don't have that type of player, that knockdown shooter or a guy that can come off of screens. And I think that took away from the two-man game, downstream, switching opportunities that that, uh, that type of player can bring to the table for Philly that makes them more effective offensively. Jim Jackson, NBA on TNT, game analyst here on the Rich Eisen Show, getting set. If I'm not mistaken, you're doing Hawks-Celtics on Sunday, right? That's your next game? Yeah, your next yeah game? Okay. we're doing that on Sunday. Okay. So first round, we, we bounce around a different sure. series uh, just because of the way the TV contracts are set up. I hear you. And, and ABC and all that. What'd you make of the Kawhi news last night, four hours of four tip, that he's out? I mean, unbelievable. Talk about a game changer, a series changer. Jim. Yes. Well, you know, I cover him during the course of the year, so having more of an intimate insight into what goes on. I mean, I was thoroughly surprised, but I knew that he had been playing with that injury since game one. It's just to happen that it swole up after, you know, the second game. And unfortunately, it is what it is. And I just, Ty is my guy, Ty Lowe. We played together with the Rockets, and of course I cover him, and he's a good friend. And it's only so much you can do to manipulate your lineups and your rosters to be competitive. And they were very competitive, you know, last night. For him to do, to be able to get his, his guys to be over 500, over 500 on the road, to, to be where they're at to compete, it's just been a phenomenal job. But at some point, you know this, Rich, you can only ask so much of the roster that you have, and you can only pull out so much in particular against a tough, talented Phoenix Suns team. And at some point it comes to an head. And then when you lose a Paul George and now Kawhi Leonard, I, I, it's just a tough-ass, tough task moving forward against 
That's how Phoenix did. So, yeah, Phoenix is going to advance, right? If Kawhi's needs yeah. to be load managed or is out every now and then, uh, I mean, I don't know how they pull this off, quite frankly, despite the performance we saw from them last night. Yeah, okay. uh-huh. Okay. Uh, and one last one for you, because it sounds like your hotel phone is running out of battery. I'm not going to lie. I heard the, <laughs> I heard the, I hear the beeps, Jim. Um, oh, I can hear it. It's all good. Um, okay. So uh, what'd you make of Dylan Brooks calling LeBron old? What'd you think of that? I mean, it's, you know, it's what, what I said about Memphis is this, talented young group, exciting for the league, um, but they're, they were st- they're still seeking their basketball maturity, not from a human perspective, basketball perspective, because they're young, they're brash, they're bold, but they really haven't won anything yet. And this is the way you talk about it, and Dylan Brooks is kind of taking on the role of being the, being the villain, but he got to understand something, poking the bear, LeBron is not that kind of guy. He's not like Mike or, or Kobe. I mean, those who got you say that to them, oh, it's over. LeBron is going to beat you in a different way. He's not going to come out there and try to play outside of his game and try to go get 40 on Dylan Brooks. Now, would he be a little bit more aggressive? Yeah. But LeBron is a different kind of cerebral player that tries to beat you in different ways. Unlike Kobe and Mike, they're going to go after your throat. They're going to tell you that from, day, from the beginning of the game, from jump ball, they're going to say much in the media, but then they're going to give you that look You know, when, when the jump ball tips off, and you better be ready for it. LeBron is a different animal. He's built differently. Well, and, and I know we're kind of opening the door here, or at least I am, by going down this road. That is the argument many people have to say that LeBron isn't this, as good as Kobe or Jordan because he, he doesn't have that gene in him, or he doesn't care to have that gene in him. Um, and, and, of course, that, that, that completely... Uh, sidecars his greatness, um, but that well, Magic is... didn't have. I mean, Magic was different. Right. Magic didn't have that killer like that. Magic beat you all the way around, smiled at you, pat you on the butt, then drop, you know, eighteen to give you fifteen assists and ten rebounds. Okay, and then he commanded and controlled the game. What's the difference there? Le- LeBron can only beat who he can beat. Listen, Rich, when he was in high school, and I got a chance to follow him because he's from Ohio. He, he was the same player. Very easily he could have averaged 40, 45 points a game as a high school senior, okay, and dominate. But he understood at the time that in order for us to be successful, this is my personality and this is how I need to play. I give it up to my teammates. They need to be involved. So he's been that way his whole life. Yeah. So why, I don't understand why people expect him to change or want him to change or want him to be somebody different when he's not. He's LeBron James. That's his personality. That's who he is. And I judge him and I view him from that um, prism and not from Mike's, because Mike is different. Not from Kobe's. Kobe's is different. Allen Iverson is different. That's the uniqueness and I think the greatness in each of these players is that they all are unique, but they all are top tier, top you know, 15, 20, top five players that ever played the game with different personalities. So then let me go in the 90 seconds I have left in this direction with you. Right. How about, how about because LeBron would be happy to pass it up to Rui Hachimura, for instance, to, to win the game and then stare at Dylan Brooks and go, see you later, son. You know, like I, he, he'd be happy to do that. Um, oh, th- th- then, how, then how about Draymond getting part of that in his game where instead of stomping on somebody, he'll go down in the moment, realizing in the moment that he can stick Sabonis with a flagrant, he'll go down, and then instead of stomping on Sabonis, he just will wink at him saying, gotcha, 
What, where, how about him being part? How, how about him having that part of his game, Jim? What about that? Great, great question, and that's something that Draymond would have to answer because after he got, you know, in the 2016 when he got suspended, he said he learned, he wants to mature, he wants yeah. to grow from that. But yet we're at this point again where he put his team at jeopardy of losing a game or a series because of his action. So at some point, that maturity level has to meet the words that you're saying. It can't digress. And we've seen it kind of close to the edge with Draymond on a couple of times, but now it hit the point where it did hurt the team. But not enough where they lost the game. So I don't know if Draymond can actually do that in regards. He's a highly intelligent player. We know that. Come on, man. Individual. He is. I know. He's so he, highly intelligent. He's got that he's in him. One of the, probably one of the smartest players to play the game. But can he control the emotion exactly. at the time is the question. Okay? Mm-hmm. At, when, when the infraction happens to him, can he control that enough to flip that script to force the other player to make the mistake and then it benefits the team while he still can smile and walk away and say, like you said, gotcha. Gotcha. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I would love to see that. I, I, it would really it would really be great to see. Jim, thanks for the time. Uh, I greatly appreciate your time. And uh, let's do this again in a, a in, you know, short order as the playoffs I'm, progress. I'm here for you, brother. I, re- I appreciate that. Really. I really enjoy listening to you with Ian and the, the, whenever you do any game. Thanks for the call. All right. Appreciate it. I appreciate you, my man. Have right. a good one. Enjoy the game. Yeah, yes. Enjoy the cigars. Uh, that's Jim Jackson right here on the Rich Eisen Show. See what I'm saying? Draymond, if just in the moment that intelligence just leaves, it poof. It would be great if he just realizes in the moment, oh, I got him. He's got me around the ankle. See ya. <laughs> yeah, that was your. It was your instead of, instead of saying my foot's got to land somewhere, how about he breaks it off inside him with a nice heady play? Let's take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. We've got Vince Carter coming up. Zay Flowers and the actress Betsy Brandt right here on the show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. 
That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. What if the Texans don't take someone to 2G? Could just stay put, hold. To use the Braveheart phrase and just get who he wants. So he was asked today. This is going to be great. I haven't heard the answer. But he, uh, he, he's, got very, he's got zero filter. None. Asked, who do you think is going to go one, two, and three? So what quarterback do you think you'll have a shot at at four? The answer? As you sit here, do you have a pretty good idea how one, two, three go or not? No. No idea. No, and I don't think anybody does. Now, everybody thinks they do. I mean, of course, everybody thinks they do, and everybody has an inside source that's given them information of what's going to be done. But I think, as you all know, just look at the mock drafts and tell me how accurate they are after the draft. You don't, nobody knows. Nobody's given out information. How much lying do you think they're right now? Question. Oh, everybody's lying. I might be the most honest, unfortunately. Um, but everybody's lying. I think you know Melly well enough. Like, usually if you answer a question, I'll either dance around it or give you an answer. Today I'm a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, give it up. I appreciate you, that. Everybody, can we all get a round of applause for Chris Ballard? Today I'm a dancer. Not a tiny dancer. You see, he's swole. Are you JoJo dancer? Ooh. My annual come at me mock draft. Yeah. By the way, I nailed Trey Lance at three a couple years ago, so that's good. Everything else that I might have gotten wrong, (laughs) not going to mention here. Today I'm a dancer, (laughs) says Chris Ballard, whose hair is perfect. We have no idea. We have no idea. That's what I'm saying. Oh, it's got to be Bryce Young. Really? Yeah, really? Texans aren't thinking you're going to take a quarterback. Oh, really? Texans are going to take a quarterback. It could be Bryce Young because it's C.J. Stroud, definitely for Carolina. Oh, really? So Will Anderson's going number one is what and you're Arizona, saying. And Arizona, <laughs> that, that, uh, that I can be sure <laughs> is, ain't happening because the Panthers didn't trade all that from 9-1 to one to take a pass rusher. Good you got point. Andy Dalton. That's true. <laughs> you, you're a dancer now. You're dancing. Stop it. Stop it. Believe me when I say it's lying season. Oh, I know that. I got it. And I know how I see what you're doing as well. We all know it's lying season, but... It, it took someone in his position to actually come out and say it. I don't think anyone's done that it's great. before. It's pretty funny. It's right? great. Hold and on. we don't know one through four. We have no idea whether it's possible to to see a trade up at three. It's entirely possible that guy who's a dancer or dances around the subject or gives you a straight answer can sit there at four and get the second quarterback in the draft. That's entirely possible. 